0: I invite you to join me in Daniel 12, if you are not there already. Daniel 12, 5 to 13. It's been several weeks since we've been in Daniel, so we might need a little bit of context as we come to this passage this evening. Daniel 12, 5 to 13. Go your way. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, this evening, we do rejoice in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we recognize the call to go and to tell it not just on the mountains, but everywhere. And Heavenly Father, even as we come to this passage this evening, may we call, may we see the call to be faithful day in and day out. We pray that you'd be honored in all that we say and do in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. So we come to the end of the book of Daniel, Daniel 5, 12, 5 to 13. Last week, or several weeks ago, we took off a big chunk, Daniel 11, 1 through twelve four, And you may remember, as we worked our way through that, we saw the precision of what God has said. How all of these things throughout history have come to pass. And what we saw as we worked our way through this passage was kind of a stepping back and looking behind the scenes of history and seeing God and His sovereignty at work. It's a sweeping and a terrifying view of partly from us, the past, and the future. As we come to the end of Daniel, we pick up in the middle of this, and Daniel and these angels have this conversation, and it kind of brings it all to an end. And there's a call to us to be faithful, as we will see. I don't really have points this evening, because there's kind of just one point. Because God is sovereign, you must be faithful. It starts here in verse 5 of Daniel chapter 12. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there stood two others, one on this riverbank and the other on the other, on that riverbank. So the view here, what we see going on, is Daniel is standing here. He's been having this conversation with an angel. Now, as Daniel, as we come to verse 5 of Daniel chapter 5, two other heavenly beings show up. And as you go on, you'll, you'll see there's kind of a, an interesting scene here. In fact, verse 6 says, And one said to the man clothed in linen, the man clothed in linen is this angel with who Daniel has been talking Now where is this angel now standing? Who was above the waters of the river. So if we kind of step back, what we see is Daniel standing on the riverbank. And there's this massive river in front of him. There's a heavenly being standing beside him. There's a heavenly being way over the other, at the other side. And there's an angel in the very middle of the river, just kind of hovering there. It's an interesting scene. There's several things why, why commentators kind of, kind of think, well, why, why, why these other two angels show up, or heavenly beings, whatever they are, what is going on here? Well, first, in just a few verses, in verse 7, this angel in the middle, this angel with whom Daniel has been talking is going to swear an oath. So these two heavenly beings could be the two witnesses that have come to testify on God's behalf this is true. I think that is partly true. That makes sense in the context. But there's something else that's going on here. I think this also testifies to the interest of God's work on earth in the heavenly realms. As the angels watch And they are fascinated and they are interested and they want to know what God is doing. And it's almost as if they're sitting there and they're they're kind of listening as this conversation has been going on between Daniel and this angel, and now they show up and they kind of bring their own questions. And that's what you see here. The the one said, so the one heavenly being is now talking to this angel who's hovering over the waters. How long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? How long will this be? Not how far off is this, not how long till this happens, but when it comes, how long will this time of distress and tribulation last? And I heard the man clothed in linen was above the waters of the rivers when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. This angel that is hovering over the water answers the question of this other heavenly being, how long will this last? And he answers it with an oath, with both hands raised to heaven, with two witnesses there, testifying that this is true by him who lives forever it will come to an end evil will not triumph the wicked will be judged and it will come to an end and how long will it be it shall last for a time, times and half a time It's three and a half years. It's the second half of Daniel's 70th week, as we see in Daniel 9, verses 20, verse 27. The second half of Daniel's 70th week. We'll see this again when we get down to verse 11. But what is the purpose of it? Why will it last this long? Why must this happen? And that's what the angel goes on to say here. He says, when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be Finished. You see, this is not some arbitrary time that God just in time past picked, well, you know, I want time to last this long and I want this last little bit to last this long just because. God in His sovereignty knew exactly what it was going to take for His people Israel, for their power to be shattered, for them to humble themselves before God and turn to Him in faith. It will last this long because that is how long it will take for the power of the holy people, his people Israel, to be for their power to be completely shattered. And when their power is broken, they will turn in face to their long rejected Messiah, Jesus Christ, the one whom they crucified. This is what it will take. And then they will turn in faith. And this is the purpose of this time, the salvation of Israel. All these things shall be finished. Daniel, though, in verse 8, although I heard, I did not understand. And I said, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? You see, it's not that Daniel is dumb here. It's not that he doesn't understand. It's not that he's completely missed everything that's been said since the beginning of chapter 11 and he doesn't understand the big picture here. Daniel understands the big picture. He understands that this is regarding the end of times. The issue here is that Daniel is not satisfied. He wants more details. How how is it exactly that all of this will come about? What will this look like? What is God going to do? And Daniel kind of gets a rebuke here. And he said, this angel says to Daniel, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. See, this is a rebuke to Daniel. Daniel, you don't need to understand all of the details. You just need to believe and accept what has been said and be faithful. Go your way and be faithful. Leave the rest to God. Leave the rest to God. You see the big picture. You know the end that God wins. You know that in the end we will rejoice as Israel turns in faith to God. Trust me with the details. The angel doesn't stop there though. He does fill in a little bit. Many shall be purified and made white and refined. This is referring back to the holy people who've been uh, shattered. They have turned in faith. Many will. During this time of tribulation, many Jews will be saved, but not all. The wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. The wicked will continue in their wickedness while the wise will turn in faith. And they will be cleansed, and made white, and refined. and from that time that the daily sacrifices is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up there shall be 1290 days as you come to verse 11 you're returning to Daniel 9:27 the 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 second half of Daniel's 70th week we're midway through this 70th week this week of tribulation the seven year period halfway through this period As you read in Daniel 9, 27, the daily sacrifices will end and the abomination of desolation will be set up and that brings about the great and terrible tribulation, day of the Lord. From when that begins, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. Now here, we need to pause. There's two different numbers. I don't know if you recognize that, but those are two different numbers. All right, the first one is 1,290 days, and the second one is 1,335 days. And if you do the math, neither of those add up to three and a half years. Three and a half years is 1,260 days. So the first number is 30 days longer than three and a half years. Clearly, it's talking about this period of three and a half years. So, what's the point of the extra thirty days? The reality is we don't know. Those thirty days could be the time needed to carry out the judgments that come following Christ's victory, the judgment of the wicked, as you see in Matthew 24, 29 to 31, and Matthew 25, 31 to 46, that tell us when the Son of Man comes, he will judge the living. And then the extra time beyond that, the extra uh, 45 days, 1335. MacArthur notes that uh, these are 45 more days, even beyond the 1290 days, and allows for transition between Israel's time of being uh, shattered and God's setting up of his kingdom. But I think if we were to spend a lot of time trying to dive into these numbers and to understand what all this is talking about, I think we'd be missing the whole point of this passage. Because is that not even what Daniel was rebuked for? Mm -hmm. I want to know the details. Trust me. you see, that's where he ends here. But you, you go your way till the end, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. But as for you, go your way. Be faithful today. Do what the Lord has called you to. Be faithful in the little things and in the big things. Be a faithful father, a faithful mother, a faithful son, a faithful daughter. Be faithful faithful at your work. Be faithful in your marriage. Be faithful as you go to church, as you attend church, as you serve in church. Be faithful in everything the Lord has called you to. For you shall rest and will rise to your inheritance at the end of days. What hope there is at the end of Daniel? As you come to verse 13, as this angel tells Daniel, Daniel, you just be faithful because you're going to die. You're going to rest. But you will rise to your inheritance at the end of days. God will not forget you. When he has accomplished his purpose, when he has triumphed, when he comes back in victory, you will rise to your inheritance. Be faithful. I think as we come to the end of the book of Daniel, I think that is a fitting end to this book. Because you step back and look at everywhere we've been. Look at all these things that we have seen as we looked forward to to the tribulation and the, the end of days. As We've looked back as God's faithfulness fulfilled in history from our perspective. And we've looked forward to his faithfulness that will continue as he will fulfill all of his promises. And with all of this, what do we do? What do we do with this knowledge, with this hope that we have? What do we do? You go your way. And you're faithful. Day in and day out to the little things that God has called you to. Be faithful today. Because your God is sovereign. I think that's the point of the book of Daniel. In fact, my clicker's not working. There we go. In fact, from the very beginning, that's been the theme that we've kind of put with this series. Daniel, be faithful. As you come to the end of the book, that is the message. Look at the faithfulness of your God. Look at his sovereignty throughout history. And then going forward, he is still sovereign. He is still good. He is still on his throne. And because he is still faithful, you Go your way and be faithful. You don't have to understand the details of what God is doing. You just need to know that in the end, God will win. So believe him. Trust him with the details and be faithful to what he has called you to today. That's the message of the book of Daniel. Go your way and be faithful I think it's fitting that as we close our study on the book of Daniel this evening that we come to the Lord's table because in a very similar manner to as the book of Daniel ends as we come to the Lord's table this, morning, this evening we are doing something very similar we are looking back at his faithfulness and we are looking forward knowing that he will be faithful And as we come to this table, you don't need to be a member of Altoona Regular Baptist Church to join us, but you do need to be one who has placed your faith in Christ alone for salvation and has been obedient in believer's baptism. And if you can say that and you are walking with the Lord, then you are invited to join us to look back to the cross and then based on that, look forward in hope to eternity. Before we transition into uh, to the Lord's table, we're gonna sing, "Behold the Lamb."